Talk Recorded live. One, two, one, two is another edition of the Guard Your Grill Boxing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Roberto Flack, soon to be joined by my man, R.O.D. And we got some boxing over this weekend, and uh, it is courtesy of Top Rank Pay-Per-View and Showtime. And, you know, we're going to be discussing that real quick uh, this evening. Not going to be a very long show. Uh, but, you know, the, the next two weeks, man, we are getting hit over the head with major fights. And this is somewhat of like a nice little, I mean, I don't want to disrespect any of the fighters or call them filler fights. I mean, some of the, you know, uh, several of the fights over uh, this weekend are, you know, world title fights and fights, you know, I'm interested in seeing. But uh, the next couple of weeks, man, we have uh, Anthony Joshua, Vladimir Klitschko. That's actually next Saturday. The following Saturday after that, the big, um, you know, Cinco de Mayo, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, annual <laughs> the a- annual festivities that take place uh, during that weekend in Vegas as it pertains to, uh, you know, the overall holiday and um, as, as it uh, deals with boxing or has been in the last, well, I would say 10 years, because 10 years, funny enough, man, um, w- one thing that hasn't been mentioned, and I think I'm, we're probably one of the first shows to mention this, is that uh, this Cinco de Mayo weekend is the 10-year anniversary of Mayweather, or I should say De La Hoya versus Mayweather, uh, and, and it shows you how much time has passed, man. And, you, you know, you start to think that that fight, in, in, in a sense, kind of created um, a, a new era in boxing, you know, which was really the Mayweather era from like that point. So, you know, at least last year, the year before when he, when he retired, but, you know, through that whole time frame, it, it was really, um, the money Mayweather show with a little sprinkle of, you know, Manny Pacquiao on there as well. Uh, maybe a little more than a sprinkle, but any case, yeah, just thinking about it now, I mean, we're, we're talking about the uh, Canelo Alvarez versus Chavez Jr. You know, make six, uh, single to my weekend in Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, fight crept up on us, man. I mean, just like the Joshua Klitschko fight. And I, I, I think, uh, you know, like this, you know, we were, we were going to be discussing tonight, uh, this weekend's fights, uh, you know, are, are nice setups for, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks, which are really big, high marquee matchups. So, uh, I want to real quick, man, talk about this has been between the in between all boxing circles, HBO, man. Uh, I mean, when you really look at, I mean, well, I'll say this first. Uh, it's no secret that HBO at one point were the juggernauts of boxing. You know, when, when you think about like I was well, ten years ago, you know, speaking of. <laughs> Uh, you know, you you think of the cards that they were putting on, not only on pay-per-view, but on HBO, uh, the, the actual network. And you skip 10 years, and while they have still more subscribers than Showtime, man, Showtime right now, to me, are the, the, the kings of the network. Um, when you talk about, I mean, even when you talk about ratings this year alone, uh, HBO really hasn't produced much, and Showtime has been putting on more fights. 
on top of that, you know, them being better fights than what HBO has been producing. So uh, it, it's it's interesting to see, you know, I guess in a sense, like how the future is going to play out as it relates to HBO. And, and, and the reason I'm bringing them up is because this card this weekend, this, this triple header uh, that top rank is putting together that – Honestly, man, I, I don't know why HBO did not pick this up. This is, I mean, no doubt a, a, a solid, solid triple header that would have showcased a lot of these up-and-coming guys. You know, when you think about the Oscar Valdez, who, mind you, is a WBO featherweight champion. Now, here's the funny part. I mean, as it relates to Bob Arum and top rank and the WBO Every single title on this card is a WBO title. So let me just put that <laughs> disclaimer out there. Uh, Oscar Valdez against uh, uh, Miguel Mariaga, which, look, is a good fight. Uh, Mariaga's fought Nicholas Walters uh, in, in a tough fight. And, you know, Oscar Valdez is one of these dark horses in the featherweight division that a lot of people are – they got their eyes on. He's a very entertaining fighter. And when you when you look at the landscape of the featherweight division, man, it's just it's sick right now. And he's one of the world title holders. And you know you're hoping either later this year and or the beginning of or the spring of next year that he gets in there with one of these other champions or maybe like a top one or top two guy. And then same car, uh, we got uh, Gilberto Ramirez coming off an injury, and he's going to be facing uh, Max Bursak for his super middleweight title. Now, Ramirez has been a guy that has been, his name's been floating around as it, as it pertains to uh, uh, backup options for Triple G, you know, if this Canelo fight doesn't play out for September. And, you know, it would be Golovkin's first move up to super middleweight. And some argue that that could be a very difficult fight for Gennady Golovkin, considering how big... Um, of a size difference there will be with Ramirez and Triple G. Some would beg to differ, but, you know, that that's for another day. It's also the, the, the debut of Shakur Stevenson. And, you know, I, we've gotten used to seeing Shakur Stevenson now, like, the last – or actually the last several months. I mean, ever since he signed with, with uh, um, top rank and, and signed the, the managerial deal with uh, Andre Ward and James Prince, I mean, we've been seeing him out there, you know. And, and, and it's kind of interesting – in, in the last several years where we've been seeing these guys like Devin Haney and now like a Shakur Stevenson, who, mind you, if you guys have a chance, uh, go on to YouTube and just look up uh, Devin Haney versus Shakur, Stevens, uh, Shakur Stevenson uh, sparring session. Very interesting sparring session. And uh, it, 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 it's, it, it was kind of – it was kind of dope to see because I think that's a fight maybe in the next four years may happen when both guys are like in their, you know, reaching their primes or maybe like hitting their, their, their primes. So uh, interesting to see though. I mean, uh, it's good, good, uh, good work by both guys. If you go on YouTube Um, and then there's Jesse Magdaleno and Aelson Dos Santos. I think that's going to start the card. And this, again, this is, this is Bob Arum uh, doing his own pay-per-view, you know. And we can do a whole show, quite honestly, man, on what I, what myself and the crew think of pay-per-view 
and the entire model and where we think it's going, <laughs> where we really see it's going, not even think, I mean, where we see it's going. And I, if, I feel like Bob Arum's one of these last guys, and I guess I mean, some would, would argue De La Hoya too, but, you know, the pay-per-view model, for, for, for a fight of this magnitude, this is why I was mentioning HBO at one point, they would showcase these fighters and build them on their network to get, uh, you know, especially somebody for Valdez who has a very entertaining style and with Mariaga, it will very likely will turn into an, a, a very entertaining fight. And, 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 and even Bob Arum was, I think was quoted as saying, he knows his money's going to, this fight's going to lose money and, and things as such. And they say, when you, when you start hearing people say that, particularly him, man, um, you you might you might need to uh, consider uh, <laughs> new alternatives. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think things like I mean, streaming is becoming just what what I've always compared to or drawn a correlation to the record industry. When when you think about uh, you know MP3s in 1998 and, and, and Napster and all this stuff, and it, it was like an early warning sign of what was to come as it relates to how music is distributed, sold to this day now. And I think with, with, with the pay-per-view model, which while that's why I was kind of, you know, why I was bringing it up earlier, that model is dying out. I mean, if you, if you're not a Conor McGregor, a Floyd Mayweather, or, I mean, I won't even say Canelo Alvarez. I mean, he's not doing Floyd and Manny numbers, you know, in, in their, their heyday. Uh, there's, there's too many options out there these days for people to stream fights. I mean, people are streaming fights on Facebook, like high quality streams. So how are you going to combat that? And, and I think the only way to do it, I think at this point is to provide a new service. And it's been hinted by a lot of people. And I've been saying it for years, man, since I found out, um, well, I mean, Box Nation in the UK has, you know, to all our UK listeners, I mean, they have Box Nation, and then, you know, there's fights on Sky Sports, but very rare do they pay for fights, and they don't pay anywhere near the amount that we pay for pay-per-view. Like, they pay, I think Triple G versus uh, uh, Kel Brook was like 30 US dollars, which, honestly, I would have paid that today. It, it, like, no doubt. I, I wouldn't have had a problem paying 30 Seventy, eighty dollars, and then the whole Mayweather Pacquiao fight being a hundred dollars—it's just, it's crazy. But as I'm drawing the correlations of the record industry, at, at some point the record the record industry had to adapt because uh, record sales are plummeting, pay-per-view sales are plummeting, uh, and, and I think even for this this upcoming uh, Canelo versus Chavez Jr. fight, like I think it'll do moderately well. But when we think about what it what it might have done like 10 years ago in the same length. You know, you take that fight and put it like maybe like five, six years ago, I think it might have sold more. There's more outlets now to, to stream these fights, man. And, and I think uh, they, they, boxing in general needs to adapt. And the reason I say that is because boxing, unlike all these other sports, isn't on network television on a weekly basis. So if they're going to continue this model of, you know, having just, you know, some of the major fights, you know, courtesy of Al Heyman um, on, on NBC or Fox or, or things as such, 
uh, they, they need to think of a new avenue, and, and particularly Bob Arum. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll have to see how that works out. But, you know, this weekend, though, uh, it's going to be uh, the showtime. We got, we got uh, I think we got OD on one. Yo, yo, R.O.D.? Yes, yes, you do. What's up, man? Sorry about that. Yo, what's up, man? What's up, man? So I was just I was doing a quick preview of the, uh, you know, the, the top rank card that's uh, over the weekend. And maybe you want to shed a little light on uh, what I was just talking about as far as the H. You know, this is a fight HBO should have picked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, back like five years ago, this easily would have been a fight HBO would have picked up you got three fights, you know, three fighters that are going to get showcased. One, particularly being, uh, you know, his pro debut, Shakur Stevenson. Uh, you know, I mean, it says a lot about HBO, but it also says a lot about top rank that they're putting on a pay-per-view that Bob Behrman admittedly said that they're going to lose money on. So, I mean, I mean, what do you think of that whole, I mean, of the car in general, uh, featuring you know, Gilberto Ramirez and the guy that, you know, like I said, Stevenson. What do you think of the card in general? And what do you think as far as, like, it being on pay-per-view and HBO, really their lack of uh, interest in this fight, which I think would have had really good ratings? Yeah. I, you know, again, I really think, man, that sometimes, you know, we, we look at HBO as being, like, the mecca of all, you know, channels, especially when it comes to, like, contact sports. Um, you think about it as, you know, football, you know, with hard knocks. And, you know, traditionally with boxing, everybody thinks of HBO. But sometimes it looks like HBO, man, has, has um, basically they're too smart for their own good. You know, when you look at a fight like a Birdo versus a versus a portal, you know that fight is not going to be a chess match. It's going to be all checkers. You know, it's going to be a lot of jumping. It's going to be a lot of people kinging. It's going to be a lot of movement. It's not going to be really a scientific fight. It's going to be, it's one of those fights that it can get people back into loving boxing again um, or interested in boxing, you know, because some of these fights, for lack of a better term, are just too much science. It was really stupid, man, for HBO not to be interested in this type of fight. And, and again, maybe HBO really feels as though that, hey, these guys are just not really, you know, what they are interested in, and they feel like these uh, fights that they're, that they're showing, that, you know, this is what the future is going to be, and that, you know, they feel like this card is going to be a little bit more interesting without that Birdo and, and Porter fight. And it's a shame, man, because, again, when we talk about that whole misleading, and I went on that tire, you know, the tirade a couple of weeks ago, you know, there are some people, man, you know, that know nothing about boxing, but as soon as they turn HBO and they listen to a Jim Lampley, you know, or some, or a Howard, you know, Howard Letterman, you know, what's happening is they're being misled. And, again, HBO is dropping the ball in terms of their responsibility to the public, man, you know, in terms of being that boxing, the boxing network uh, that we all love truly and dearly with, you know, 
Barry Tompkins and Larry Merchant, you know, and um, I forget the Ross Greenberg, you know, that whole network that we grew up on that was just the bomb. Um, it's far from that, man. So, again, it just goes to what we were saying. This stuff is just going right to what we were saying, you know, weeks ago, is that this is not our HBO we grew up on. This is the HBO where, you know, these guys mislead people and they kind of do everything opposite of what's good for boxing. And shame on them, man, for not covering a fight like this. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I mean, I, I, I think this is... Th- th- back in the day, HBO, they got a, a lot of their credit for really showcasing some of these younger fighters. And, and how we, outside of um, ESPN and, and things as such, you know, how we started finding out, you know, boxing. And man, some of the best fights I've seen on HBO were on Boxing After Dark. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think... Uh, I think um, HBO. It's interesting to see where their um, what, what their plan is because they don't seem like they have one. <laughs> where, where with Showtime, you see like there's somebody working, somebody um, behind the wheel. You know, with Steven Espinosa and whoever else is working with him. Like you could see that there's effort being put into um, putting out quality. Fights now. Funny enough, I don't know if you saw this. The the Klitschko Anthony Joshua fight next week is on HBO and Showtime. So I found okay, that I interesting. I didn't, I, I didn't. I didn't realize that. And, and yeah, that's what they I, had I, I think they just announced it. Yeah, I, and the last time we seen like the mat, what I call the marriage <laughs> HBO and Showtime is obviously we seen with Floyd. And Manny, but you know, with Holyfield and Tyson, but you rarely see it. And I'm just kind of very rare. Yeah. I mean, I think in the UK, guys are working hand to hand. Yeah, I think in the UK, that fight, I mean, I want obviously the UK, that fight is a lot bigger than it is here. But the thing about that fight, too, and I think why ratings wise, it's going to do really well on both networks is because, um, People underestimate afternoon fights, man, especially, like, on a Saturday. I forgot what fight it was. And it was a Klitschko fight. It was an afternoon fight. That thing did over, like, 1.3 million million views or something. But I think for this fight, I mean, that's going to be on pay-per-view in the U.K., which I'm pretty sure is going to break records. And then I I think it'll be a good turnout in, in the States, you know, but... I, I, I think in general, I mean, as it relates to HBO, like, their overall, the long haul, before you even the line, man, I mean, look at what Showtime's produced in relation to HBO in the last six months. I mean, they rolled out the red carpet and everything in December for Showtime for all these fights, and we're already past that little hump. Who's to say they're not going to roll out the next six months and be like, yo, boom, because uh, we're already hearing fights through the, through the rumor mill. That if get made, it's like yeah, all right. <laughs> the 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 Al Heyman takeovers really happen <laughs> at this point. But um, I mean that's that's I mean obviously for another show, man. But yeah, that's top rank pay per view. Um, and you guys are gonna purchase it. I think it's like fifty dollars. <laughs> 
and again, it's like going back to this whole pay-per-view business and then over on Showtime, which is, you know, a pay network, <laughs> we have another triple header. And I think in this one, there's a little more interest because, you know, particularly one fight is for uh, one, one of the junior middleweight titles. And that's one of the divisions that we're, we got our, our eyes close on. That's Jermel Charlo, one of the, the other, I don't want to say call him the other, but the WBC junior middleweight champion uh, facing Charles Hadley. Now Hadley came into the news recently as far as like the sparring session that he had with um, with Errol Spence and, and things as such and some trash was being talked back and forth. I don't know if you caught that or not. Oh, D. Oh, sorry, I had the phone, phone on mute. I apologize. No, no, all good. Did you hear about that, that whole thing with Charles Hadley and, uh, and Errol? No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't catch that. I just know that they were, they were fighting. Did something happen? Yeah, well, no, I mean, they were, they, apparently there was a sparring session, and then Charles Hadley saying he got the best of him, and then, you oh, know, yeah, I yeah, I did hear that. You know, I mean, in terms of that, in terms of that, you know, and I apologize. I had the phone. I had to put the phone on mute. My dog was was barking, man. But in terms of that, um, you know, I did hear that, and it's again, man. How how could we? You know, it goes back to that fight, man. You know, in terms of Charles Charles Hatley. You know, how many times have we looked at his Instagram page and we saw. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Hey, I know. Man, everybody, everybody says I like Mayweather. Now, you know that's a joke within a joke. You know, um, and it was a joke, man, that Don King was trying to monopolize that whole and milk that whole belt and that whole him holding that belt for a very long time. I say that to say that who who can actually take this guy seriously? You know, so I heard that story, I read that story, and it went, you know, in you know. And one, you know, in the one ear and out the other, man. And, you know, it was one of those things that I really didn't take seriously, man. And, you know, I know sometimes we look at sparring, like I was just telling my, my, my brother the other day, as we talk about Earl Spence, how Freddie Roach said that, you know, Adrian Broner was asleep for like two minutes. Or we think about the whole Chad Dawson thing with 44 Andre Ward, how they were saying that he was getting knocked down a whole lot. Or like when, when Greg Page... Uh, spar Mike Tyson and how he, you know, Mike had got knocked down a lot before that Buster Douglas fight. So I think some of that is relevant. I think even if this story was true uh, with, with Hadley and Charlo, I think it's kind of irrelevant um, only because of who it's coming from. And second of all, as we get to breaking down the fight, you know, just – you know, who Charlo, you know, who Harley has faced, you know, as, um, you know, as a fighter as well, you know. So, yeah, I've I've heard, again, but to answer your question, yes, I've heard it, and I didn't put any validity into that story either. Yeah, I mean, we hear a lot of stories in sparring and everything, and and at the very end of the day, sparring is sparring. You know, it's not a real fight. Uh, but, you know, that's an interesting fight at junior middleweight because, you know, with, with, with Jamel being one of the title holders, you're hoping at some point him and Andrade, since him and Lara now aren't going to fight, there's Heard. And apparently Lara and Heard might be fighting. And 
you know, uh, I, I think with Jamel, man, I mean, he's, uh, you know, most people think Jamal is like the more talented of the two, but I don't know how much of a challenge Halley's really going to be, man. I mean, I've seen him fight a couple times, but nothing that I think is going to upset the the, the apple car with, with Jamel Charles. So I expect him to uh, retain his title. Uh, Sean Porter, Andre Berto, man. Uh, <laughs> um, Kenny Porter is funny, man. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> – they were interviewing him, right? And they asked him this whole thing about Berto saying how, um, you, you know, he, you know, that they, uh, like everybody was on notice and, and, and things as such, like, you know, from Al Heyman and Kenny's like, no, 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 you were on notice. <laughs> I, mean, I saw that one, like, just the way he said it. Huh? What happened? No, I'm laughing. I'm laughing right with you. No, no, yeah, yeah. I just found that kind of funny, man, because I was like, you know, you know, Sean Porter. I mean, I mean, think about it, man. Like he, he's fought. Look, he he fought Broner. He fought um, Keith Thurman. He fought Kel Brook. I mean, two of those guys already are the top two two of the top welterweights in the division, you know. And with Berto, granted, he fought Floyd. And he fought like Victor Ortiz and these guys, but Berto, I mean, you figure, like, Berto's another one, man. Like, we forget how long Berto has been around, man. Like, he was fighting Colazzo, like, in what, in 2009? 2010, no, and, like, four, almost getting beat? Yeah, you know, before that, like, maybe 20, yeah, I would say 20, 20, 2008, 20, yeah, 2008, something like 2008, 2009. 2009. Like, oh. something early where, where, it was before the Ortiz fight, but but yeah, man. I mean, I think we wish. I mean, it, I think it's a, it'll be a fun fight for. I guess you know, I, I don't see a knockout in with either guy, but they both. I don't want to say they fight similar, but you could see where. Or I'll say this, and I'll pass it to you. Like, I like Sean Porter in this fight. Um, I think Berto has seen his best days. Sean Porter, I think he has more experience against top-level guys and has performed better against those top-level guys. And you know, it might be, it might get into a little bit of a wrestling match and and things as such. But I think one, you know, Berto has the tendency to get stunned in fights. And, you know, but he, he has been stunned and he comes back to, you know, to, you know, to drop the guy. But I like Sean Porter in this, man. I, mean, I, I think, um, like I said, I mean, I think, I, I just think he's a better conditioned fighter. And I think down the stretch, you know, Berto is going to get a uh, little winded and you'll, you'll kind of see Porter being the more authoritative, you know, more aggressive fighter. And, and I don't, even, I don't even expect any knockdowns in this fight either. But I mean, I think it's just it'll be one of those back and forth type of deals where Sean Porter is just like the, the the aggressor in the fight. So I got him by like a unanimous decision, maybe like one sixteen, one twelve. Yeah. Who, who uh, do you, who do you, yeah. Being, you know, in the infamous words of Beanie Siegel, man, um, and Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I don't know if anybody measures line. Pressure bust yeah, pipes. Yeah. It's time to apply it now. So I think, you know, I'd start off my, you know, my little segment with that. And the reason why I say that is because 
Birdo is not the type of cat. He's never did well with pressure, ever. And I think that when you look at it, um, you know, we look at Colazzo, that was one style he had problems with. But for the most part, you know, anybody that really pressured Birdo, Ortiz, you know, even even in that fight that Ortiz was, was just got knocked out and, put, you know, it's kind of funny, it was just last year, right? Or was it two years ago? Was it last year? It was last year, right? Which one? Uh, Ortiz and Birdo, too. That was last year. Last year, last year, yeah, last year. Yeah, and although that was a very good fight, if you notice, man, he was still getting pressure in that fight. And um, I think that Birdo, as you said, you know, being a medalist, you know, he has seen his better days. Um, I'm always going to go with the guy, you know, that, that kind of had, it's going to be a, a good fight, you know, in terms of, you know what we're viewing, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a exciting weekend for boxing. You know, unfortunately, man, for for Berto, you know, like you said, I think that we've seen some of his better days. Um, and I think Porter, man, is a type of person, man, who has more left in the tank. Um, I think Porter is a type of person, man, where when you look at Keith Thurman, you look at Kel Brook, you have to in order to get that dog off you. You got to have, you know, kind of like something to keep the dog off you, but you got to kind of step to the dog at some point in time, too. I think that Birdo is a type of cat that can step to the dog, but unfortunately, I don't know if he can take the bites that the dog is giving out. Um, and, you know, I see Birdo, you know, kind of standing in the middle of the ring. Although everybody says that Porter doesn't really hit hard, he's more or less like, like you said, that pressure fighter, you know, volume guy. You know, when you look, you know, when you look at the Keith Thurmans of the world or the Kell Brook, they fought him by boxing, punching him. You know, um, they switched up their styles a little bit. And um, Bertle, for me, man, he's not the type of cat, man, that's really trying to. His style doesn't seem like he's the type of cat that's really trying to outpoint you. He's just trying to be there and be in that pocket with you. And that's just the wrong way to fight Porter, man, being as damaged as Birdo is. So I see the same thing you see. I see the Birdo getting, getting, you know, TKO, you know, in that 10th or 11th round, you know, kind of quitting on his suit. Oh, wow, you're going or, stoppage. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing Porter oh, wow. stopping Birdo. I'm seeing Porter's, Porter stopping Birdo. Um, in the in the in the tenth or eleventh round, or I just see, you know, fight man with a with a decision man that just goes like you said towards that um, you know, with, with Porter Porter getting that wide nod man, and I think it's going to be a really exciting fight while you know while it lasts. But you know, again, man, in order to beat Porter man, you know, you gotta have you gotta have something else in your tank besides pressure, man. It's unfortunate, man, because, the, you know, I'll leave it with this. Um, you know, we, we really thought that two years ago that Broner was going to be that guy and, and Porter fought a brilliant fight. Up until the 12th round, we got caught with something stupid. And he was he was really hurt, man. Yeah. And we learned two things. Number one, that freaking Broner can crack for real, for real, you know, because Porter was never down before. And number two, we realized, oh, crap, Porter can be hurt. Um, I don't think that Berto is that guy. Berto has a nice 
sneaky uppercut, which I always give him credit for. He got that sneaky uppercut, man. He catch you in clinches. Boom, he throw it. He drop it on you, man, and you're and you going to be on Queer Street. I don't think he could do that to Porter, though, man. I don't think he could do that to Porter, man. I really I really see, man, Porter just applying that pressure, making it uncomfortable for Birdo. Birdo, you know, kind of like being on Queer Street a lot, man, and then finally getting stopped, man, in that, in that 10th or 11th round, man. You know, again, if Birdo was the type of person that, you know, had the stamina and the attrition, man, to kind of, and kind of had the wherewithal, man, to just execute a game plan differently, man. He has the right trainers, but you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen him, you know, execute a game plan, like move around, box, do the things he had to do. He even tried to move that shoulder roll to kind of work to his disadvantage a lot. But if he had just, you know, if he was able to kind of switch it up, man, like you know, kind of bang a little bit, but then kind of switch it up a little bit and move a little bit and and kind of do that. I think he would have a better chance of beating, you know, this Porter late in the game. But, you know, from what we've seen from Birdo, uh, you know, being stopped and, you know, who do you get stopped by um, in the 12th round? Soto Cars. Yeah, Soto Cars, man. And we were like, what the heck was that? Like, are you serious? And, um, you know, it's just, to me, it's like, no, man, like, even then, like he was, he still was getting dropped by Ortiz last year. I asked the elephant in the room, man. Everybody says that Victor Ortiz was done, and he's still getting dropped by him. So, and we don't even know how much Victor Ortiz have left, man. So again, man, I just have to go with Porter, more to tank. You know, Berta doesn't like pressure, and um, I just see that really happening, man. Where he get pressured a lot, get touched a lot, get very uncomfortable. They swelled up, man, and then finally, man, just stopped in that in that tenth or eleventh round. Wow! So we got Rod, um, Porter by stoppage, and Roberto Flack. Unanimous decision for Porter. Um, yeah, man. I mean, well, I'll say this: in a stoppage for Porter, man, I think that kind of gets a bit of attention on him to like get one of these guys in the ring with him. Uh, and, and that and that goes to show you, it's something we've talked about in previous shows, man, where in this era, you know, people think, you know, a loss here or there is like the, the end, man. But there's so many examples of fighters that, you know, made like a second little run, uh, maybe grabbing a title here and there and, and, and winning meaningful fights. You know, after you know, lose, you know, losing a couple fights. Um, I mean, look, like Porter has one loss to. I'm sorry, he has two to uh, Kell Brook and to Keith Thurman, who, like I said, are the two top welterweights in the division, um, both world champions. So one of them unified. So you know, it's, I, I guess with Porter, man. I mean, I think if he can get a knockout win over Ber- even Berto at this point. I, I think there'll be a there's no there'll be uh, some attention on him as far as uh, whoever he could fight next. I mean, I don't know if I want to see him at Thurman fight again, but I don't know. Maybe him and Lamont, but I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see. But yeah, and he told you honestly, he just told you too. You know, Berto has been in there with the with with, with the best, and. But then you look at you look at Porter. I mean, Porter's been in there, man, with with 
two arguably good dudes, man, that are very, very adorable, man, and, and he ain't go nowhere. And he beat Devin Alexander. And he beat Devin Alexander, but I'm just talking, yeah, you're right, but I'm just talking about, like, as a recently, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fought, like you said, like, he fought, you know, I mean, he fought Kel Brook, man, you know, three years ago, but, man, Kel Brook, and I'm not trying to do the prize elimination, there was a welterweight man that kind of took Triple G, man, to some uncharted waters. You know, even though he got stopped in the fifth round, I mean, he was winning that fight. I knew it was like being called the smallest midget. I mean, the tallest midget, rather. But he was winning that fight. You are telling him to stop it, you know? I mean, so, I mean, he's not, a, he's not a nut, man. And when you look at Keith Thurman, I mean, you know, say what you want, call him ponytail, I mean, those guys evolved evolved to be a, a a pretty good fighter, and he beat Danny. So I don't know, man. I got I got to go with that, man. You know, if if I'm gonna tell you, man, Virgil be saying some good stuff to um to Berto in the corner, man. I just and I think that if he could execute, and I hate to say this, man, because it makes it seem like he's unintelligent, but you know, if he could just ex. Sometimes, man, we really think that we're smarter than our coaches. It happens in every sport. Right. And I think that if we sit back, you know, we listen to stuff that, you know, everybody's not Andre Ward. But if we sit back and listen to what, you know, you know, Berto's coach is really telling them, man, it's really some good stuff, man. You know, like that, that, uh, what was it, uh, Soto Karras fight? You should have, man, that, that, that should have never happened. You and I both know that. That should have never happened. Um, should never happen. So, again, that's why I'm taking, that's why I'm going out on a limb on that pick, man. It's just that, you know, Porter's battle tested, man. He's the fresher guy. And, you know, I just really feel like, you know, with Birdo, man, he got that, he got, you know, he has that, that warrior spirit in a man that kind of just doesn't allow him to just move and box and stick to a game plan. He just kind of goes for broke, man, and that's kind of all that he knows. But Porter's not that type of cat you need to do that to. Even Thurman saw that, you know. And, and before Thurman was that cat, he was swinging all over the place, you know, braids swinging all over the place when he's swinging all wild. And he knew after a while that he couldn't do that with Porter, man. He could do that in the beginning, but he couldn't do that, you know, the whole time. So I just, you know, again, man, I, I, I just see, I just see Porter, man, just, just being in a very bad situation, man. That fight, man. Like I said, I, I cringe when they, when they, when they sign that fight, man, and I'm kind of like cringing now, man. I mean. I'm going to even go out on a limb and say, man, I don't even know how many rounds that Birdo's going to win. How about that? Yo, you're going out on a limb tonight, man. <laughs> so you think it's going to yeah, be sooner? I mean, he's going to, like, I just think that, you know, because, Port, you know, the, the the knock on Porter is that he can't really crack. You know, like, you know, when was Porter's last stoppage? Like, you know, everybody, you know, clowns him because they're like, yo, man, here's a guy. You know, everybody, I yo, what, what they call him? Hmm. Malinaji, I think, was the last one. Right, right, right. But some of these guys call him a, um, you know, they call him like a bigger, uh, you know, and I, mean, I don't know, I'm sure we're going to get some slack from the fans, but they call him like a bigger Tim Bradley. Like, you know, here's a guy, man, that just, 
is a pressure type of dude, but like really his stoppage hasn't really his stoppages hasn't been from anything like crazy in terms of power. It's been like of attrition and pressure. Um you know, like you said, Paulie was his last stoppage. But with that being and he's for some great comp. But that being said, man, we seen we seen Berto get hurt and stopped by a lesser comp. And um I mean, at one point in time, we thought he was done. And, you know, now it's like, the, you know, now he he's back again, you know. And his last fight was what, against Ortiz? Uh, yeah, right? Come on, man. Remember, you supposed to fight, remember, remember you're supposed to fight Danny. And then what? that didn't happen. And then Danny fought Sammy Sammy Vargas. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm gonna and then this fight guy, and then he was out of a fight, and then he fought this fight. As far as my recollection is, uh, you know, concerned, but I don't remember him fighting anybody else since that talk was happening. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest, man. He would have been better. I mean, I mean, he he would have lost to Danny, but I just think he'd have been better off fighting Danny, man, a little bit, man. He'd have probably lost that fight, but he probably had a better chance too. Danny would have got him out of there with that hook, that no hook hook. Well, he would have been there. <laughs> he, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he would have been there for it. And that's what I'm saying. And he there for he there for Porter too, man. The thing that got Keith Thurman that that victory, man, it was that he was able to get on his legs. You know, he was able to get on that 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 unicycle and kind of move around a little bit and give him that space, man. And you know, and I'll go on and say this, and I'm playing. You know, Angel's advocate here, but I'm being I'm Bad. being a jerk. I'm being a jerk too. How's Porter? How is Berto's stamina? In your opinion? Well, it's not that. It's not the greatest. I mean, look at look at how he looked. Uh, in the in the Soto Cars fight that ended was that yep. in the twelve, eleven, or the twelve? That was in the twelfth round. Yeah, he was he was like done. Man, I don't. Even, if he would have stayed up in that fight, he would have won that fight, right? Maybe, I mean, I I don't know what the scorecards were, but it wasn't it wasn't like a big landslide. Yeah. So my point is, Porter don't ever get tired. What you think? What you think gonna happen when this guy's still standing in front of him? Right. Right. And only thing, I, only thing I can see happen. Yeah. Only thing I can see happening is like I said, like he got this sneaky uppercut, man, that he be catching people with. Talking about Birdo, man. He throwing yeah, clinches. Yeah, yeah. He throwing clinches, man. That thing is sweet too, man. He catch you sleeping. Yeah. That's his best he, punch. Yeah, and he might hit. He might hit him with one of them things, and he not looking. And he relaxed. And like I said, that might be the Achilles' heel right there because again, we we we've seen it once, but we've seen that Porter man. As, much, as durable as we've seen it, we've seen that, yo, man, he can absolutely be hurt. He can be hurt, man, and he can be hurt late, too. So, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. I think it's going to be, again, it's something for us to look forward to on Saturday, man, and that Charlo fight is something to look forward to, you know, and, you know, shame on HBO, man, for for not picking up a fight of this caliber, man. Yeah, well, the, the top rank one, you mean? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly for Oscar Valdez, man. But 
I mean, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, uh, you know, like before you got on, I was saying like the next two weeks, man, I mean, we got <laughs> Anthony Joshua, Klitschko next Saturday. And then, uh, you know, it's funny. I got my man, uh, my man Reem in the building right now. And I was actually going to tell him the following weekend, uh, we're going to do what's kind of become like a tradition in the crew, like the annual fight party. And it's usually whatever fight is taking place. And it's, it's just 2007 has been um, the Floyd show, and it's I don't, I don't know if you picked up on it, man. Like this year's like the 10 year anniversary of Delahoya and Floyd, man. Like nobody's really even talked about that leading into this fight, <laughs> you know, like the the 10 year anniversary of, of the 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 birth, I should say, of Money Mayweather. Um, yeah. but, it's unfortunate yeah. because every time I think about that fight, man, and, and <laughs> it's a shame, man, because I, I think about it and. You know, we, you know, we celebrate the twenty four sevens and all that stuff, and how much of a quote unquote icon Floyd has become. But it also is reminding me, man, it's the tenth anniversary of uh, Diego Corrales passing away. Unfortunately, that is man, true. That is true. Yeah. It happened at and, the same uh, time. Yep, and um, it, it it really, it really, man, it it really like leave leave me with like a heavy heart, man. Just just yeah. thinking about Floyd, just thinking about Floyd and knowing that around that time, dang, man, Diego passed away too, man. So, yeah, it, yeah. it is It is a, uh, a kind of like a, a, a good, bad moment, man. So, uh, yep. Yeah, but you're right, though, man. It used to be May, May single the mile was, was May Day, and uh, now, you know, it's, it's, it's Canelo time, and, you know, like I said, at least for a couple of weeks, we got something to look forward to, man. And you know, I, and um, you know, I'm pretty like I'm pretty I'm pretty psyched, man. And um, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens, man. We'll definitely see what happens, you know. And um, again, I'm I'm all for I'm all for, and I'm sure the fans are for some great fights happening, man. You know, for some great fights happening. You know, fights where where fans are able to say, "Hey, you know what? I get to wash my car, I get to do my chores, and I get to look forward to this fight coming on." And it makes having cable well worth it. Shout out to Stream Smart. I feel like you've given the plug like the last three shows, man. It's becoming a, it's becoming a standard. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I give. I, I'm in a situation, man, where I, you know, where Roberto and I just speaking code. We're trying to tell, we're trying to tell Train to come over to the dark side, man. Yeah, he's, man, he's, he's, dumb, yeah, man. Man. he's like the late bloomer, man. Yeah, I'm like, yo, man, come on, man. And, then, your and own you know, good, and you know, he's gonna be like that following day. He's gonna be like, yo, man, yo, I slept on this so hard. Uh, and, and we're not gonna say anything, but you know, and, and to be honest, man, I. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, man. But you, you, you people that have S squared, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to give any more plug, but you know, you know, uh, Roberto and I, we talking code, and you know, I, I, I'm pretty sad. I'm pretty satisfied with my situation here. <laughs> yeah, word up, word up. <laughs> but yeah, um, man, that that that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the show, man. Um, just you know, follow us on Instagram at Guard Your Boxing. Uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, Garger, or 
facebook.com slash GYG boxing. You can follow me at Roberto underscore flack. And we'll be back next week, man, talking about uh, this, this upcoming weekend's fights, pre- previewing uh, Joshua Klitschko, one of the big heavyweight fights. Apparently, Deontay Wilder will be ringside. That would be a nice uh, little teaser if they can get the winner of those, uh, the winner of that fight to fight Wilder. Um, and then, you know, next couple of weeks, man, Cinco de Mayo weekend. Canelo Chavez Jr. There's actually the preview show that's up on YouTube that HBO, I guess, debuted over the weekend. Uh, got a chance to see it. It's interesting, man. It, I mean, HBO, for what it's worth, man, they, they've always had really good production, you know, so you, you really can't knock the specials that they do and they put out and everything. So it's 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 interesting as far as, you know, the lead-up to this fight, man. But, you know, we'll be doing the preview show for that in the next couple of weeks. So that's pretty much it, man. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, like I said, follow us on Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter, too, at Roberto underscore Flack. So until next week, we are out of here. Peace.